I would love to just take a few minutes to thank the listeners of this podcast. Over the past six months, we have interviewed some really great people, but I would love to hear from you directly. I have an email address, which is evolve at keepitweirdmedia.com, and I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, what you like, don't like, and who you would like for us to interview. Maybe you have a suggestion of someone who would be a great interview for this podcast. So please send your feedback to evolve at keepitweirdmedia.com. Hello, this is Todd O'Brien, your host, and welcome to Evolve, the Entrepreneur Mindset. My name is Raja al and my superpower is I am a resilient woman. And as an entrepreneur today, I feel the world is filled with unconventional opportunities. guest today is a visionary and entrepreneurial leader in the finance industry in the Middle East. She led in developing an ecosystem for fintech entrepreneurs in Dubai, helping it become a top 10 global fintech hub. She has worked for leading companies like Dubai Holdings and Dubai International Financial Center, where she has influenced over 200 startups to begin operating in the United Arab Emirates. She is an executive vice president at the Fintech Hive. And her leadership has gone to a global scale, where she has been recognized as the top 100 women in fintech, the 50 most influential women in the Middle East in finance, and the top 100 power businesswomen in the Middle East by Forbes. She is an executive graduate of the Harvard Business School, where she serves as a member for the MENA and Central Asia Advisory Board. She is an Emirati national living in Dubai with her family. Please welcome to the show, Raja Al-Mazuri. Raja, it is great to be here on this call with you today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Always great to connect with you, Todd. You know, it was so fun living in Dubai. I lived there for two years only, and I really miss it. And one of my really, really fond memories are the friends and the people that I met when I was there. And you were one of those. And we did business together, and it was a great friendship that we built And I love what you've done in the Middle East. And I don't always go and talk a lot about the achievements and stuff because we talk about that up front. But I do want to just reflect and honor and celebrate the achievements that you've actually been able to do in the Middle East, in Dubai, in the UAE. And you're you're an Emirati national. And it is just amazing what you've been able to drive there. And I just want to celebrate and honor that today. Thank you so much, uh, Todd. I am grateful to have meeting you and many others who come with the same mentality. They're open to relationships, connections, developing the economy and working with different communities to really see that growth. And you have been very passionate. I appreciate our time, although it was a short period of time where we worked together on developing the uh, fintech program in Dubai, which has been very successful. And we remain friends, which is even an amazing outcome of this engagement. Yeah, I agree. And you and I have had some really good talks just about like entrepreneurial things and about creating and about ideas. And, you know, there's this spirit and there's this entrepreneurial mindset, which is really what this show is all about anyway. And it's in you. I love our talks because we dream about things. We 
push things around. How can we do things better and different? And that is the entrepreneurial mindset. But I want to talk about your journey as an entrepreneur within inside yourself. I mean, you've worked for some big companies, but you are truly an entrepreneur. And what I love about that and what I want to hear from you is how have you sort of shaped or developed the mindset that you have about creating things and being an entrepreneur? I would say, Todd, it's two things. It's passion and curiosity. So I have always been curious about how things work and uh, being in the UAE and as a woman in the past uh, uh, few years, it was very challenging for me to get exposed to what's really happening out there in the world. So I really felt curious about how things work. I would get on the internet, I would read books, I would meet people, I would watch YouTube videos to really try and understand how things work and how can we replicate something similar here in Dubai. Working with the startups and the entrepreneurs just feeds my energy. You know, I live off their Mm. energy. I enjoy learning new concepts and new ideas. I enjoy listening to the stories, the development, the creation, the creation of jobs, creation of tools, uh, launching of products that enable a different generation, which is completely overlooked by existing institutions. My main purpose is really to help create impact, whether it's at a personal level or it's at a a business level. And I see that very closely in the eyes of the startups that I work with. So if I help them with a meeting or an introduction or a mentorship or advice or a connection, Mm. it just fulfills my purpose. And that's how I go about it. This passion you're talking about, it shows. And I want to go a little step deeper and touch on something you actually said in the very beginning, which is being a woman in the Middle East and the exposure. I mean, what are some of the cultural limitations that you had to sort of barriers you had to to get through or get across or creatively go around uh, to actually get to where you are today? So honestly, Todd, if you look at financial services as a whole, regardless of any region, it's a male-dominated sector, whether it's in the US or in Europe or in Asia or even here in the Middle East. The women in the Middle East are raised in a very conservative culture to start with. And being able to join those teams to voice your ideas, especially if you are a disruptor kind of thinker, it's not really easy. And it's challenging to the people around you to accept your ideas to support your ideas. So it was a bit of challenge in the uh, beginning, I would say. However, I am also very grateful that the UAE has created a structure to support women, to empower women, to put quotas and numbers for these women to be represented, which pressures these organizations to look for the right fit from these women, put them forward. The way I wanted to be there was really by my own effort. I didn't want anyone to say, oh, that's a woman, let's put her forward. Nobody did that and I'm happy no one did that. I did Hmm. it by myself because I was so determined to voice out my ideas, which I knew did not sound like everyone else on the table. However, I never gave up on them until finally they were recognized and appreciated. And here we are today. I really love that. There is some insulation to the rest of the world of what it's actually like in the Middle East. And I I learned so much living there. 
And I know there are certain parts of the Middle East where where the culture is even even more different um, than it is. But Dubai is very open in, in general. And what you said about, you know, them creating the space for women to really thrive in the ecosystem, I was really thrilled about because I think there was a there was something that came from Sheikh Mohammed that said we need to have 50 percent of our our leadership needs to be women. And I know that they've really pushed to do that. And I wonder if like your, you know, how you did it on your own and you had a different voice at the table and you pushed without somebody just saying, oh, you're a woman, let's make you a a statistic. I wonder if it's you and other women like you who have actually created the culture that is there now. There are so many women like me or even better than me that continue to push that uh, agenda. We support other women. We speak our ideas. And as you rightly mentioned, Sheikh Mohammed, who is the prime minister of the UAE, has supported women by establishing the Gender Balance Council in the UAE. And His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed, who is the crown prince, advised to have 50% of the Federal National Council members to be women. On top of that, 50% of our ambassadors are women and 50% of the ministers and the government departments are women. So we do have these women inspiring every other woman to say, hey, if I can do it, you can do it. On top of that, because of the culture that is deeply rooted in these people, leaders like Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed and Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid put forward their daughters to speak out on media, to lead organizations, to support mm. women issues. So most recently we had the Global Women Forum in Dubai and Sheikha Latifa bint Mohammed bin Rashid was on stage and she was being interviewed talking about her upbringing and how does she vision the woman contribution to the economy and the society here in the UAE. And to see the daughter of the prime minister on TV makes it easier for the likes of my father and my uncle who come from a different culture, which is a bit more conservative to accept it. So if you tell them, well, if the prime minister has his daughter on TV, what's wrong with me being on TV? And they lead by example, and that has been working. This episode is sponsored by Swanson Health. Swanson Health is the only company to offer the full spectrum of wellness products for mind, body, and home. From quality vitamins and supplements to cruelty-free beauty items to eco-friendly home products, Swanson Health is here to keep you healthy. Swanson Health carries over 20,000 wellness products at a great value. Pick up all your favorite health products, plus discover new ones for your wellness routine, all while leaving money in your pocket. If you want to try any of Swanson Health's great products for yourself, you can use Evolve 20 for a 20% off at Swanson.com. How has this shaped you or impacted you? Because, I mean, you have a really strong sort of like passion to go and do this. But what have you learned by doing this? What have you learned about yourself? What have you learned about leadership? I would just love to explore that a little bit. So initially, I thought that I was not good enough. And I have always had this image of myself 
not mm-hmm. good enough for the roles, for the job, for for the position. And it was all in my mind, Todd, until I confronted that thought and I realized it's just in my mind. There is nothing out there that confirms this thought. And the day I confronted this thought, put it to sleep and trusted myself, it has changed my world. I was mm. less aware of what would they think about me? Do I sound too aggressive? Do I uh, sound too different in the way of my thinking compared to everyone else? That doesn't matter anymore. What matters to me is how do I see this? Why am I thinking in this particular way? There must be a reason. And maybe this (laughs) reason and this thinking enables them to look at these topics from a completely different perspective. So if I was able to make them think a little bit differently, which enables them to take a different decision or more comprehensive or more holistic, I don't mind it. And the day I came to peace with that thought in my mind, I actually just moved forward without looking back, not a single time. Very well said. When you're sometimes like any other human being or other entrepreneur or whatever, you wake up in the morning and it's just not feeling it. You don't even want to get out of bed sometimes. You're just like, oh, how am I going to get through this particular hurdle? Or how am I going to get out of bed and actually make this happen? And it's all about sort of setting the intention for that day or that week. When you're not feeling it, how do you then readjust your mindset and set intentions for yourself? How do you focus to actually do what needs to be done? So uh, basically, Todd, I start every single day of my life with gratitude. I'm grateful for being alive. I'm grateful for my Mm. family. I'm grateful for my job, for the people I work with and grateful for the friends and family that are supporting me. And then I set that intention and I say, today we are going to do this. And (laughs) with the support and energy of everyone around me, I will be able to do it. And honestly, it works. It's a mindset. If I wake up and I say, oh no, you know what? It's a bad day. Nothing is going to get done. Then nothing is going to get done. It's really how you think about it. When I was at Harvard Business School, we were taught that we are becoming the leaders that will change the world. And you know, Mm. just believing in that thought increases your self-confidence. And every day that keeps me alive. I know we are right now, we're in the coronavirus pandemic. We have been in a lockdown for 24 hours, seven days a week for the past Mm. month in Dubai. I still do my job. I still do conference calls. I call my friends on video conference. We're doing webinars. We're engaging in the community. We can't give up. You just can't give up. Because if you give up, and that giving up is a thought. And if you give into that thought, it will just drain you. And I don't allow that to happen. I have this huge smile on my face because I remember going and seeing you at DIFC, which is the financial center. As soon as as we made eye contact, I could see exactly what you just articulated. Almost every time uh, you and I met and had a, had a discussion where we were talking about business or whatever, I always walked away feeling much better about myself. And that says a lot because I think that what you intend to do in every day 
really doesn't just have the impact on you. It has the impact on your world. And back to what you were saying about Harvard Business School, about you're shaping and changing the world. But that's not just from your mind and how you think about things. It's from it's from your heart and it's from your passion and it's from how you show up. And that's what I always loved about our meetings is we always either created something or made each other laugh or moved something forward. And I really admire that and appreciate that because I'm a forward thinker and forward mover as well, too. So thanks for saying all that. It actually gave me a really big smile and a good memory about our times together. Absolutely. We have many things in common. Yes. You know, you have two amazing children. These boys are great. And I know you talk about them a lot. So I'm going to give you some space to talk about them. But what I want uh, you to sort of relate is I wonder what you've learned from working with startups that has helped you be a better parent and what you've learned from being a parent that's helped you with startups. That's a very interesting question. With my kids, I've learned that I have to listen regardless of what the topic is, regardless of what is it that they need to talk about. All of these people need someone to listen to them, whether they're my kids or the startups. And the startups, interestingly, in the in, in my workspace are mainly men. So <laughs> they would come in and they would want to either speak about introduction to a business opportunity or speak about an idea. Or So they just need someone to listen to them. And being a good listener is really important for the people in your sphere. If you listen to them, they'll come back. They will share more with you. However, you have to listen genuinely, not just because you have to listen. Mm, And um, one thing I have learned about men, and I keep on saying that in my women empowerment events, is that men just ask for everything. They have no limit. (laughs) They will come to my office and say, oh, Raj, I need you to connect me to this person. Okay. And I need you to set this meeting for me. I was like, okay. And I need you to do this and that. But the <laughs> woman will never do it. And I was like, mm. you know what? You, you really need to speak up if you want to grow your business because it's not going to grow on its own. And if you don't voice your concerns and you don't voice your needs, nobody would assume that you have them. So it's really important for people to express what they need and make sure that the person in front of them or the person that is willing to listen to them or support them is aware of your specific requirements. That has been the biggest uh, lesson. And then on top of that, when you say they become family, they do become family. For every person that is hired into any of these startups, I feel the biggest pleasure as if I had one more (laughs) child, you know? So I think next week we have a session with all the startups because they're sending me messages. Oh, Raja, we miss you. We haven't seen each other in the longest time. Can we get on a call? Can we just catch up? We want to make sure you guys are okay. And that's so nice because you've invested in that relationship and these guys are there as family. They're not there just for business or for what you actually do for them. And that's more important, uh, Todd, than just helping them raise funds or just helping them get a business deal. That relationship makes you part of their business, makes you speak about their businesses, their technologies, wherever you go, because you're so proud of them. And for me, seeing most of these technologies from inception to market products, 
today makes me such a proud parent as if one of my kids have, you know, launched a product. I I know exactly what you're talking about. And there are so many startups I've worked with in the past too, that I, I still just check in with every once in a while, just want to see what they're doing. And you're just so proud. You're so proud because you had a part and you know the passion behind what they're doing. I want to just sort of wrap up by asking you about who inspires you and it, you you inspire a lot of people. It's your job to go inspire you know startups and women and people in in your region. But who inspires you? Who are you looking to? What are you listening to? Reading? Whatever it is, I'd love to just hear what's inspirational. I am inspired by so many different people, Todd. I'm not going to give you a big name and say this person inspires me. I am inspired by every achievement. I am inspired by every book that I read. I am inspired by success stories, by transformational stories. And there are hundreds and thousands of them in our world today. When you look at startups being sold at billions of dollars, that inspires me. The the teams Mm. that came up with the idea, the consistency, the commitment they had to developing these ideas and launching these products inspires me. Uh, I am inspired by success, honestly. And I know I have been doing a lot of uh, spiritual work recently because I realized that you need to grow and strengthen your spiritual knowledge and capabilities and your faith to really be inspired, knowing that every good you do in this world will come back to you multiples of times. Every good deed you do comes back to you and that keeps you going, keeps you going. You want to do more to get more and develop more and help more because what's life if you don't give back or if you don't support or you don't help, you just don't fulfill that purpose. That's what inspires me. You are one of the people that inspire me. I'm proud of uh, being one of your friends. We've met in Dubai, we've met in the States. And I know if I come to the States anytime soon, I'm going to give you a call and we're going to have a meeting and talk about our families and our experiences and we'll inspire each other. Well, thanks. And the, the feeling is mutual and I love our time together and our continued friendship. And I want to thank you for taking the time during a really crazy time in our world to sit here and have a good chat about Dubai and about yourself and what you're doing. So thank you so much for joining. Thank you, Todd, for having me. And I like to call these unusual times because hopefully we get back to usual slash normal (laughs) very soon. I am a very positive person and I keep on thinking of a great future ahead of us. Thank you for having me on your show and it's a pleasure to contribute. Thanks a lot, Raja. 